When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. That is supportive. Going on his own. Now Muller looks for it. Gets it. Oh, that's the way that little man gets them. That's the way he gets it. It looked utterly impossible. Well, a huge moment in world football, the huge moment in the career of uh, one Franz Beckenbauer as uh, West Germany beat the Dutch in the 1974 World Cup final. That was the game-winning goal, the match-winning goal from uh, the one, the only Mr. Gerd Muller, the uh, predator in the box. Uh, world football uh, mourning the loss of uh, Franz Beckenbauer. Um, it broke many hearts in his time, including uh, England's heart in 1990 when he led them, uh, led West Germany uh, to a world title as a coach. Um, you know, rare, rare group. We talk more football now, and we head to England, uh, London, to be exact. We are delighted to welcome uh, Luke Thrower, football writer for Football London, to the program. How are you doing today, Luke? Hi, uh, not too bad. It's a bit cold here, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we feel your pain as we're, you know, we're, we're in full swing of summer over here. Shorts and t-shirts going to work at five, you know four thirty in the morning. Don't be jealous of of us at all. Uh, we didn't get you on to talk about Franz Beckenbauer. Um, you know, incredible player. Can I rather pithily say that um, Franz Beckenbauer and his plot would probably be Arsenal's best striker, even though he was a defender. Um, quite possibly, yeah. Obviously, it's, um, even aside from that, it's a massive loss for world football, yeah. um, especially for um, everyone that's sort of especially for everyone that knows about uh, the 66 World Cup final in which he played um, a part of. So it's just another another titan of the game that's um, that's gone. But um, yeah, no, certainly Arsenal could uh, could do with a striker of sorts, though. Yeah. Um, h- how serious is this malaise? I-, I know we live in a time of overreaction. Uh, it does seem any time I dial into the English footballing scene, there is a new crisis club. I'm not sure if they've hit crisis stage yet, but the alarm bells must be, you know, reasonably um, loud. Um, I, I suppose so. That it's, it's worrying that it's one win in seven. Um, but I think if there's a bit of perspective to add to that, the um, you know, there, there's a draw against PSV away in the Champions League when they'd already qualified, mm-hmm. and PSV haven't lost at home all season in any competition. Um, the Liverpool draw wasn't terrible. The win over Brighton happened. It's more so the last three that are, are, are a real problem in terms of turning up at West Ham, who are always going to sit in a low to mid block, cause you problems. If you don't score, they're going to hit you on the break or with a with a set piece, and that's exactly what happened. Um, Fulham game started well, but they end up um, conceding a couple of soft goals, and then 
they play Liverpool last night and and they probably should have beat them in the first half, can't score, and you always leave the game open to um to a team beating you. So it's there's a there'll be a bit of concern. Um but it means that this break that they've got now has probably come at the right time. Yeah. I tend to agree with you. I think there's a bit of overreaction here. The Fulham performance was a bit of a stinker from from what I remember. But they are creating a whole heap of chances. Surely some of them will go in. Uh, there are players who got the ball in the back of the net last season who are just not, you know, returning the same numbers. Surely it will start to break their way. Um, you, you'd think so. I think that's why there's an important bit from Arteta where he's constantly coming out and saying, I have to work with the same players. I'm not looking at the at the transfer window. Um, and we know that's partially due to funds, but we also know that's partially because he has players who can find the back of the net. So the, the important thing is trying to get a tune out of them. I was having a little dive into their stats earlier on, and there's only two players, I think, in their squad that are overperforming the XG numbers, and one of them is Declan Rice. So you're not asking for him to overperform and you're asking for Saka, Jesus, Martinelli, Trossard, those players to to overperform. So it's about trying to get a tune out of those guys. But that was a bit of a masterclass. You know, if we if we just take yesterday's game um, in of itself, it was sort of a masterclass and being wasteful in front of goal. Uh, it, you know, um, professors could use it as like, this is pro- what profligate in front of goal looks like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's there's probably some deep dive into that as as to where confidence plays a part. There's a couple of chances for Havertz, for example, where he takes an extra touch before hitting it without any real conviction. There was a couple of times where Saka misses a few big chances and is then not taking them first time. So it's really funny how as a sport and a lot of sports, they're really based on confidence. And this break is, as I said, has probably come at the right time for them to try and get themselves picked up again and, and go again against Crystal Palace later this month. Tell us what the word break means in this, con- in this context. Uh, it doesn't seem like a long holiday to me. If that was all the annual leave I was given, you know, halfway through my year, I'd be frustrated. <laughs> w- when do they return? Um, so they're back on the 20th of January. The Premier League's got this weird um, winter break type thing going on. So it's not the same as like in the Bundesliga or other European leagues where they have everyone off. It's almost like a staggered break. So you have some playing this weekend, some not, then the right. others playing the next weekend. So they're back on the 20th. Um, so they're off to, we got told today they're off to Dubai, the Arsenal squad, um, and they're going to do a bit of warm weather training. So it's a break, but not a break. So we, we need to come up with a new name. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the EPL sprained ankle. Um, it's not a full break, is it? So you're right. Um, there are games... Uh, this coming weekend, um, and Arsenal back in action against Crystal Palace on Jan 21. But it's probably a nice time to sort of take a breath and a step back. We've just hit, you know, beyond the halfway stage as far as games to be played this season as well. And when I look at the table, just six points separate the top five. Um, nine points, I think, the top six. What type of a title race do we have for the second half of the season here? Um, I, don't, I don't think anybody truly knows at this point. I, I think if if you're sitting there and anyone's going to be the happiest out of this, it will be those top three because Man City is still firmly in that. They've got a game in hand. Um, they've got players coming back. We saw Kevin De Bruyne coming back. Erling Haaland's coming back. Jeremy Doku's coming back. So they have options and they'll, they'll feel quite confident about doing their usual run towards the finish line. Aston Villa will probably feel they've got a chance. Um how good that chance is, nobody really knows yet because they're a bit of a um, 
bit of a random one in there compared to what people probably would have predicted. Um, Liverpool are an interesting one because there are times where you feel like they, they miss a player or two, maybe a Declan Ross of their own, um, but they'll feel they've got a really good chance of putting themselves well ahead. With, with Arsenal, it's a case of picking themselves back up um, and, and going again, and I'm not totally convinced by Spurs because they're so light, light on numbers, especially with um, Son Heung-min going to the Asian Cup. You've got Yves Basuma and Papa Matassar who are at the uh, who are at AFCON. So it could be a tight one, depending on where we get to about March time. But the next two months, I think, are critical. It would be wonderful if five or six teams could say, stay in this race to the bitter end, uh, which um, generally is what happens um, in the relegation battle um, at the foot of the table. Might not be the case this year. Is this the most certain? Season you can remember where there are three locks to go down almost. You know, due respect to, to Luton Town, it might be over sort of overperforming and are only one point off uh, right now, but that's due to Everton having 10 points taken off them for financial irregularities. Is the relegation battle a phony war? Um, I think, think some of that has to sort of probably reflect a little bit on uh, the growing gap between the Championship and the Premier League when it comes to finances. So you're seeing Burnley and Sheffield United, who have had Premier League money as of late, go down, come back up, and they're not able to compete at the moment. Who knows what the second half of the, of the season will bring. Luton are sort of fighting very bravely. We don't know how that's going to um, how going to turn out, of course. But I think that's just a, a product of the growing financial gap between the Premier League and, and the second tier now. Um, in terms of how this might pan out, we're not quite sure yet because there's still... Um, time for some possible other points deductions. Of course, there's um, later this month we're going to get a um, an announcement regarding profit sustainability rules and whether teams have broken them for this season or allegedly broken them for this season from the Premier League right. and they could receive points deductions. The two names floating at the moment are Nottingham Forest and Everton again. So we'll have to see wow. what happens there. But they're just possible al- allegations, of course. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. So it could it could pan out to be quite an interesting and relegation race, but at the moment it's sort of obviously a little bit of a, uh, a standstill. Well, Luke, thanks so much for dropping by, dropping the knowledge on us. Enjoy the winter break, cough. Um, probably got enough time to go somewhere <laughs> on the northern line and back uh, in time for the season to resume. Uh, so thanks for, for joining us <laughs> and enjoy your time. Hopefully we can speak soon. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Enjoy the summer sun. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs>